and welcome to Diary of an Overcomer, the podcast that takes a look at the issues of addiction, domestic violence, and homelessness through the stories of women who have overcome them. Each episode, we highlight one issue and share a story of an overcomer, discussing the common questions people have and the possible solutions that are out there. I'm your host, Jen Harp, along with my co-host, Carol Patterson, the CEO of Shepherd's Gate, a nonprofit that helps women and children escape the cycles of addiction, homelessness, and abuse. Between the two of us, we have over 45 years' experience working with people who have struggled in these areas, and we both share a deep desire to help people overcome. So thank you for listening, and let's get started. Today's Overcomer story is one that begins all the way back in 1918 in Vermont. Bill Wilson marries and ships off to fight in the First World War. He comes home from that war with a strong desire for strong drink, and as he finds and loses success during his life, he turns to drinking more and more until finally, after multiple hospital stays, the doctors tell his wife he will either die of alcohol delirium or his heart will fail. This does not stop him, though, from trying and failing miserably to stop his out-of-control drinking, until one night he meets up with an old drinking buddy who has had a spiritual experience and has remained sober. Bill gives it a try, acknowledges there is a power greater than him, but shortly after begins to drink and ends up in a hospital where he cries out to God and has a spiritual experience that ends up sobering him for life. Bill ends up joining a group trying to help other alcoholics, but this just didn't work. And shortly after, on a failed business trip, he was tempted to take a drink. When he realized to stay sober, he needs to help another alcoholic get sober. So he calls a church and ends up meeting Dr. Bob Smith, a fellow alcoholic. After discussing their shared addiction and doctor's reports and the emerging science of alcoholism being a disease, they decided to join forces and help people get sober through what would become the 12 steps. Bill Wilson was one of the founders of the group Alcoholics Anonymous, or AA, as it's more commonly referred to. Today's episode, we will be talking about the 12-step program. And we're super excited because today is the first time that Carol and I will be welcoming a guest. So let's get started. Hi, Carol. How are you? Hi, Jen. I am excited about today's show. It's an interesting topic. It is. AA has been around a long time, and we want to just touch on a little bit of what it is right now, and then we're going to have a special guest with us. So today's episode, we're discussing AA, or Alcoholics Anonymous, which also branched off to NA, Narcotics Anonymous. And from their website, Alcoholics Anonymous is an international fellowship of men and women who have had a drinking problem. It is non-professional, self-supporting, multiracial, apolitical, and available almost everywhere. There are no age or education requirements. Membership is open to anyone who wants to do something about his or her drinking problem. AA has a presence in 180 nations worldwide. With membership estimated at over 2 million, it is a big, big organization. 
And because it's anonymous, they don't necessarily track success rates or anything like that. It, and one of the interesting things that I found it to be asked, you know, if you were a friend of Bill's, and that was a way to ask somebody if they were a member of AA, covert way. You know, you might see somebody at a party and ask them, are you a member? Are you a friend of Bill's? That's why it's not a member. Are you a friend of Bill? Can you tell us what your experience in working with people who have addictions, what your experience with AA has been? It's really interesting. Some people with um, an addiction choose AA or NA, but then there are those that would rather select um, Celebrate Recovery or those that select counseling or the support of their church or a combination of all of those. It's interesting to talk about people's experiences. The 12 steps are important for the person to recover and to have accountability to go through those steps. With the meetings, some people choose to go every day and there is a system and our guest speaker can talk about that today. But do you go every day? Do you go once a week, uh, twice a week? as much as needed. I've heard people go to three meetings in one day when they feel like that relapse is going to occur and they need that support group to talk through their personal issues. And so every AA meeting is different, whether you walk into a room of all women or men and women, young or old, but it's, uh, I feel that it's really an important arm to the support of recovery. And so we thought that it was so important that we here at Shepherd's Gate became an official site for AA meetings, but we now are an official site. We are what's called a closed meeting, which is only for our women and our, uh, leaders from the community come in and host the meeting for us. And they bring supportive women to our meeting to be sponsors for each individual woman for that one-on-one accountability. We have these on a weekly basis here for our women. And we and we also have them go out to all women AA meetings or on Zoom or in person. Um, We find that our women here in our program are not strong enough to go to a women and men's AA meeting. So we've just um, held back to just a woman only type of AA meeting. It's really important. And I love hearing when someone says I'm a friend of Bill's. So I want to introduce our guest Today, it's Brittany, and Brittany is our supervisor of our residential coordinators here on campus in Livermore, and we always have staff on campus at all times, and Brittany is actually a graduate of our program many years ago, and she has worked up uh, to a supervisor role, and she is so good at it. But what she's good about is that she really has walked the walk of AA and NA, and she is the best advocate to our women of how important doing their step work and attending meetings is. And so we wanted her to share. Welcome, Brittany, to the show. Hello, Brittany. Thank you for being on 
our podcast. Hi, thank you for allowing me to be on the podcast to talk about some 12-step recovery meetings. I appreciate it. Brittany, can you just give us a brief overview on your addiction story? Yeah, so um, I was a heroin, meth, and Xanax addict. So that is um, the clinical term as polysubstance abuse user. Um, I was addicted to those three substances for about 10 years. What that led me to was homelessness, domestic violence, and just complete self-hatred, um, you know, and I became extremely hopeless And not only was it just about me and how I felt, but my family watched me battle this addiction for over 10 years. And, um, you know, it started with prescription drugs like Oxy and um, things like that, and um, very quickly turned into heroin, meth and Xanax. Um, So it just completely destroyed my life. Before I started using, I was an athlete. I played volleyball. I went to the Junior Olympics. I had a really good mom and a really good dad. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, I, I was introduced by a family member or something like that. This was something that just came out of left field um, when I was 19 years old. And then when I attempted to get help, it was almost impossible. Um, due to the fact that I was on Xanax and heroin, the detox facilities did not want to accept me. So they were all telling me that I needed a medical detox. So I had countless numbers of ER visits, um, many attempts at trying to get into programs that wouldn't accept me. Um, So the struggle was um, ongoing, like I said, for over 10 years until finally the end, um, I did end up in jail. I was there for about five months and um, was able to detox there um, by myself with no medical attention, with no medication you know, by the grace of God, I was accepted to come to Shepherd's Gate. And at that point, um, my whole life changed. And I've been sober ever since um, April 4th of 2017. So what was your introduction to the 12 step program? So when I first started using around the age of 19, um, actually, the guy that introduced me to the drugs had brought me to a few meetings, and um, I wasn't ready to stop. So therefore, the things that I was hearing in the meetings weren't um, sitting with me. Um, There was definitely seeds that were planted, but as far as the willingness to change, it just wasn't there. I was so terrified of detoxing that um, it was hard to capture what was being said in the meetings. But my first initial, you know, time that I went, I experienced a lot of welcoming and a lot of love. So what do you say to someone who tries AA like you, you did, and then, you know, kind of walks away from it and says it's not for them. What would you tell them? You know, I like to, um, when I'm talking to people, I like to um, go back to my experience. And I tried numerous 12-step recovery meetings before I found the right ones that sat with me. So I would just say to not give up and to continue to go to different ones and use the internet, research, um, whatever it is that you're addicted to. And I can guarantee there's probably a support group for that. Take us back when you actually worked through the 12 steps. What did you find as you worked through them? You know, for me, um, 
it was a process of a bunch of things, um, hand in hand with the 12 steps, um, you know, being in a program where I was working the 12 steps, um, helped me tremendously. What started happening was things that I never opened my eyes to, um, began, um, began being revealed to me. And I started experiencing freedom, um, from things that used to hinder me or things that used to just pull me down. But again, you know, it wasn't just, I did this and I was free. It was a combination of many things. And so for you, what was the combination? So for me, it was definitely finding my identity, you know, with God and feeling the forgiveness from God and addressing things that had happened to me as a teenager um, that I had never spoke about and um, sharing, sharing it, you know, multiple times um, with people I trusted and with God. And then, you know, I had other people leading me. I had, you know, mentors and just others that had gone before me. And so sometimes, you know, when someone else has gone through it and succeeded in being sober, it's easier to connect and take advice from someone like that. So how important was your faith in God for these 12-step meetings? For me, it's extremely important. When I began my journey, I did not know God. I did not even have the slightest clue of, you know, anything out there that was greater than the drug. So um, what I found to be true was that, you know, you can't serve two masters. And throughout my whole addiction, that was my higher power was the drugs. And so once I realized that there was something bigger than that, that is what has carried me through my whole recovery process. My faith in God has made everything possible. Without that, I wouldn't be able to do any, anything. So it's very important to me. And Brittany, can you share with us the different types of meetings that have you attended meetings in different places and, and what kind of is that like? Cause I know that each meeting can be quite different, correct? Correct. Yes. I've attended meetings all over um, and with a pandemic um, virtually all over the world. So you can attend meetings in Hawaii, you can attend meetings uh, locally. Um, I have gone to, again, many different types of recovery meetings. So um, I have struggled with addictions to many things. So um, like I said, when you go online and you, you know, type what you're addicted to or what the issue is, I mean, you would be shocked at how many meetings come up. And, um, you know, it's awesome that um, right now with the pandemic, the Zoom has opened for, you know, addicts and alcoholics and people that are depressed or codependent, whatever the issue is, they can attend a meeting um, almost every hour if needed. But they, they all can be different. You know, you can attend a meeting with all women. You can attend a meeting that's co-ed. Um, and again, whatever the issue is, it could be centered around that. And can you give us just an overview of a basic meeting, like what it would entail? So um, I've never been to a meeting before. I've only seen them done on movie, in movies. You know, do people really stand up and say, hi, my name is Jen. I'm an alcoholic. And as you see in the movies, can you kind of give us an overview of what to expect? So there's so many different formats with the different meetings, but 
generally speaking, um, from the ones I've attended, it is totally what you're comfortable with. You can go and sit and listen. You don't have to talk. Um, you don't have to introduce yourself and say if you're this or that. Um, it's totally up to you and what you're comfortable with. Um, you know, as for um, meetings I haven't attended, obviously I don't know the you know requirement. But like I said, from the ones I've gone through, it's it's always been very open and very um, loving and. If you want to talk to people after, you can stay after and ask questions. And if not, you can just get in the car and go home. You know, that's the beauty of it. It's not forced. It's totally open. Well, Brittany, can you talk about your coming to Shepherd's Gate, kind of what that in combination with AA, how how did that help you in your walk through your recovery? Yeah, so I went to numerous recovery meetings. Um I tried all different ones and met um, women in all different types of meetings. And that was huge in my foundation, along with the staff at Shepherd's Gate um, coming alongside me. We, I had a case manager. I had an outside therapist. Um, so there was a huge combination of things that um, assisted me in my healing journey. Also, you know, attending Bible studies and going to church and just things that I had never done before just opened my eyes to a whole new life. And without those people walking alongside me, um, you know, I don't know where I'd be today, to be honest, because um, prior to coming to Shepherd's Gate, Um, my mentality had been so warped that I was completely hopeless. And I thought that I was going to die a drug addict. And now what is your future? So now, um, you know, I have the honor and privilege of working here at Shepherd's Gate and trying to help guide other women closer to the Lord, but um, also letting them know that you can do it, you know, that we can beat this addiction and that there is something out there bigger than addiction. You know, now I'm married. I have two children, um, a one-year-old, a two-year-old. Um, and now I have a stepdaughter who's 14. I get to, you know, lead her in the right ways that I know. The freedom that I experience every morning that I wake up um, is just unexplainable. You know, the peace that I feel and just the the joy in my heart, you know, is something that I never in a million years thought I would ever experience. The heroin addiction is so strong and so real that again, when you're in the midst of it, you really don't think that anything can save you. Feeling that every morning and seeing my kids grow up is just a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing with us, Brittany. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Carol, is there anything that you want to add before we end our show on AA? Brittany had some interesting side comments uh, to talk about with me before the show. And I said, how important was it to have AA meetings on our campuses? And she said it, it really was really important for moms because there isn't childcare at meetings and we wouldn't want a woman not to get the help she needs because of a childcare issue. And so here we have on-site childcare during our meetings. So the kids have their own time 
so moms can focus on themselves and their recovery. So it's great that we have meetings on campus and that we continue that. And we've even gone to the extent of helping kids find their own recovery and not falling into addiction themselves because so often this topic is hidden and we want to bring light to it so we can talk about it and kids can discover that it's not their fault um, that their mom is suffering from an addiction. Really thankful that Brittany joined us today and really shared from her heart about her step work and her recovery. And it's so great that she has so many years of sobriety now. We celebrate with her. This ends uh, this episode. And we, as always, thank you for tuning in and listening. And please uh, do us a favor and share this with your friends, your family, and so we can get this information out. God bless you guys. If you found this podcast helpful, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And then in the comment section, please feel free to share your own story of overcoming. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to next time.